Welcome back. Welcome, welcome one and all to No Tech Talk. Today's a great day. Today's an awesome day. It was better than the last time that I was talking to my guests. Um, today's, I mean, it's been hot, you know. I would like to start off with a little blurbage in the beginning, but yeah, I've been running a lot more. I'm breaking up already? My goodness. No, I've been running a lot more. Um, yeah, a I'm taking the day off today. My Achilles is hurting. Didn't know about my wife. Uh, she's in PT school. So she checked me out this morning. She said I had to sit down for the weekend. So we're recording this on a Friday. And I got I to gotta relax. Uh -oh. I got the, the tens unit on my ankle right now. So I can make sure I get my blood flow in. Anyway, <laughs> that's my little thing. But no, so if you heard last week, if you're caught up on the No Tech Talk podcast, um, I was a guest, I had the privilege of being a guest on the Cherokee Edwards Inspires podcast. And we talked for a little bit, just kind of, you know, just some inspirational talk, a little, little bit of motivation uh, for the both of us for sure. Um, yes, and I, it, was, it was a great time. And so, of course, with the, in the podcast the world, there has to be a collaboration involved. Oh, yeah. So I got him here with me today. And, you know, at No Tech Talk, we love podcasts. And we love bios. Uh, so that being said, Cherokee Edwards is a phenomenal and inspirational speaker, trainer, mentor, and business owner, originally from North Philadelphia. Cherokee is the owner of SeaTac Vacation, located in Williamsburg, Virginia. He's the host of the Cherokee Edwards Inspires podcast and the author of the inspirational book, Just Got Mine in the Mail Today, entitled The Champion Within, Life is Simple, It's Just Not Easy. All right. Cherokee yes, has been he, in the yes. travel business for 20 plus years. He's also worked for top resorts such as Fairfield Diamond and Vacation Village. While working for these resorts, Cherokee found a void in the service that the family should have received and decided to fill it. Okay. This is when SeaTac was born. The company was uniquely built to manage rent or sell resort ownership. He also has been featured in magazines such as Owner's Corner, The Daily Press, Virginia Gazette. Man, Cherokee has a true uh, passion for inspiring and coaching individuals, helping them accomplish their goals and live their dreams, including myself. Cherokee believes there are no obstacles too great to overcome if your reason for success is strong enough. And his famous quote is, when the why is great enough, the facts don't matter. With all that being said, what's, what's up, man? Yes. <laughs> what's going on, big man? What's good with you? Yeah, what's what's good. good? I'm happy to have you on, man. I was excited all week uh, about having you on. Thanks for taking yeah. the time out your super busy schedule to grace us here yes. in the No Tech Talk podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was excited myself, man. See my little brother again. That's it. So how's it been going? Uh, I always ask people because we're kind of in this state of not really emergency, but how, how have you adapted um, during the COVID, I guess, pandemic right now? Well, and, and you you said it right, man. We're in a state of emergency. and I, But one of the things that I always like to talk about is um, I adapt to uh, the surroundings sort of like a chameleon. Okay. So it's like, you know, I, I reinvent myself over and over and every day I'm thinking about something new. I always think of ownership. So it's, it's not really, I hate to say it like this, but it's not really bad for me to have this downtime because it, it helps mm -hmm. me create new businesses. So, yeah, that's what I've been talking about. A couple of other interviews I've had, this is literally the time for the creative. And yes. people, a lot of people I really haven't, uh, been familiarized with their words the creative and that could be anything entertainment music motivational yeah. speaking video content yes. social media and so yes. yeah you know 
of course, I'm in nobody's pockets at all, you know, but even still, (laughs) even if you're kind of feeling it, right, it's still time to start something. It is. So when all of this started happening for me, um, I kind of, uh, well, I definitely looked at it from a spiritual standpoint to where like, you know, this is my own little theology on it or whatever, but Mm-hmm. I um I was like God is trying to tell us something as a whole. Oh yeah, I oh, mean yeah, you yeah. know it, it has to be because too definitely much stuff, it's like the whole world got a pause button. Like I never Woo! seen it, and just in my you know my my years, I've never seen it like the world just like stop like kind of. Oh yeah, no, you know. It, it, hey, man, you you like my little brother? I call you my little brother, man. Yeah. But you know, um. In all my years, I've never seen the world stop it at all either. Mm-hmm. And and I always tell people, like you just said, and you put it elegantly, but God has leveled the playing field for the creative. Yeah. Regardless of what color you are, without what, what religion, what background, with um what gender you are, mm-hmm. it's now level. It's time. Yeah. It's time. And, we just stop being scared. <laughs> so that's my next point. So when I say stuff like that, and then we're in the no tech talk, the only rule is to have no tech, right? No, but let's when do I, it. <laughs> when I say stuff like that, um, it kind of offends, I guess, maybe 50% of the people that I say it to because it's like, well, Jay, you don't understand it. And people are always like, well, Jay, you ain't got kids. You don't, you don't get it. And so if it's oh, yeah. nothing else that I've learned is that school is so essential for parents, not just for education. We're talking about yeah. just them being there, you know? And so I had to wrap around. my mind you know, yeah. around that. And so after I got over there, I could understand that. But I said, yeah. It's still a part of me. It's like, okay, cool. I, I get it. We're in a hard time, but it starts to become a mirror and show people who they really are. Not with small stuff, but this is a, a large scale, you know, event. Right. So who are you going to be? So you, you don't even have to be the super motivational right. person, but who are you going to be after, right? All of this is done. Like you said, it's a clean slate. So you have an opportunity to kind of reinvent yourself and come out yeah. this thing shining, sm- you know, smelling good. But that's what's up. Um, as far right. as all that you, as you've done, I'm not sure which arena we're kind of going to want to get into first, but you've done a lot, right? And so I kind of want to start from the beginning on how did you get started on this journey of becoming, you know, you, like the person that you are now, like what's, what, what was the spark? What kind of got you on that path to, to greatness, to Cherokee Edwards Inspires, to the book? I mean, just start wherever you want, but what kind of got you started with that? Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, like you said, North Philadelphia was not the easiest place to grow up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was an athlete. I played football, played basketball, ran. And um, you did everything you could do to stay out of trouble and to stay mm-hmm. safe. I mean, it was just one of those situations you were picked to, you know, to say, hey, the, life, the average life expectancy of a black male in, in Philadelphia is 18. Mm. So as you get closer to graduation age, you're thinking, well, my life is just about over. Right. But I was determined, man. I'm going to tell you, I was determined to do something special and, and to do something for my mother. So one of the things I, I love to say is when the why is great enough, the facts don't matter. Okay. And my why was doing something great for my mother because she was a single mom of four children. I was the youngest. I'm the youngest of four children. And I was committed and dedicated to give her a better life. So the fact that we didn't have a lot didn't matter. The fact that I was, you know, raised up in the inner city didn't matter. The fact that I didn't see a lot of cultural 
um, assistance didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was going to use football as a tool, which I did, and the military okay. to get out of Philadelphia at a young age. And um, one of the things that it, it was just that I became um, obsessed with, with success, even though it took me a long time to have it. And I say a long time, but when you think about age 18 to age 25, that's only seven years. So right. in, in the seven years, I went from not making much of anything. And you know, you being in the military, we didn't get paid an awful lot being in the military. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I got out as an E5. So it wasn't, that I moved up majorly, but I guess it was something, what I learned from that, the military taught me more than even college did because it was basically about my discipline, the discipline mm-hmm. and attention to detail. So okay. I think that was more valuable than any money that I could have received. So for those seven years, I didn't make a lot of money at all, yeah. right? Basically lived in poverty, moving to Virginia. Um, you know, it was one, one thing after another thing after another thing that was roadblocks. And it just, it seemed like, oh, I'm not meant to have any money, but I tell you one thing, I'm going to, to quote a movie from 50 Cent, I'm going to get rich or die trying. Die trying, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get rich <laughs> or die trying. Well, I knew we needed money because my mother, you know, she, it, you, it's going to take money to take care of your mother. You know, it's going to take yeah. money to do that. So once I got here to Virginia, I made a point, Jay, that um, I was going to make myself successful. I was going to die right here. They would just ship my body back to mm-hmm. Philadelphia, but I wasn't going back because I know what's waiting for me there, right? Yeah. So, you know, I dug my heels in and um, tried my hand at several things. And all of them had to do with sales. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I was a video sales counselor at Circuit City. And then I was selling Kirby vacuum cleaners. Circuit believe it or not. City, man. You remember Circuit yes, City? Yes, I remember. I'm just old enough to remember a circuit. Yes. I was about to say, you were young, young, young. If you that's, remember, that's Best Buy Junior right there. Yes. Go yes, ahead. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> You know, so, you know, it, it was trying everything. And, and in 1999, I got introduced to the timeshare concept. Again, okay. you know, my mom got introduced to it one time, but I was 16 years old then. I didn't know nothing about it. So it wasn't never on my radar. But um, she bought timeshare. And I remember the guy coming in and he bought a DVD player from me. Uh-huh. Um, video counselor got the works. And a friend of mine said, hey, man, that guy's rich. Do you know that guy's rich? But this guy was an older guy, older gentleman very nice dress mm-hmm. guy, right? Came in there, suited up, tied, just looked, looked like the president or something. Yeah. So he was telling uh, my buddy, my, my buddy's name was Bruce. He said, Bruce, you know, you need to come up to Fairfield, man, and I'll put you on it and let you, you know, teach you how to sell timeshare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my buddy was like, yo, man, he wait till he left. Now he bought all this equipment from me, right? This guy bought all this stereo equipment, all this, you know, DVD and all this stuff yeah. from me. But he didn't think I was good enough. So remember now, I told you, I came up meager. I came up, you know, in a poverty situation. So I was never good enough. It seemed like it was never good enough, mm-hmm. no matter what I did. Mm-hmm. So once again, it was hit me in the face where he told this guy, Bruce, that he should come. He didn't say I should come. He said he should come to come, you know, check out the place and see if he liked it. Well, when he told me about it, I said, well, timeshares, I thought it was stock options. I said, he's a stockbroker or something. He said, no, nah, he sells vacation homes, vacation mm-hmm. places. So he said, man, that man made $10,000 a month. I said, what? Ooh. I said, he probably owns it. That's yeah. what I told my buddy. I said, he probably owns it. Did you see him? He probably owns it. He said, no. He said, that's the average. He said, people do that up there. 
So I say, man, now I don't really believe it. I don't believe everybody's making it like that. You know, mm -hmm. we killing ourselves and we might make $40,000 this year if we're lucky, right? Mm -hmm. So the guy came in like literally the next week and he had a, a bonus check or a paycheck with him and he showed my buddy the check and it was over $10,000 bonus check. Mm. So now I'm like, whoa, you know, so he told me and still I wasn't invited. He said the reason he didn't invite me is because I was young. I was 25 years old and he felt like I was playful. He probably said uh, he might not do too well. So he, that's why he didn't invite me. He said, he's a good guy. He's funny. I like him, but he's not right for our industry. Right. So my friend goes up there, does an interview calls me and says, hey, man, I'm in this class. I start training. And I said, what? But, of course, you got to be invited. You just don't walk up in there and just, you know, say you're going to sell something, right? Right, right. These, these people send you to school for this stuff, right? So, I, you know, not to, you know, to belabor this point, but it was one obstacle after another. So he said, I'm going to refer you because you got to be referred to get in. I said, okay, cool. So I, I come up there. And the guy tells me, which is my trainer, his name is Doug Stuman. I love him to pieces. I'll love him forever because he's definitely the reason that I got on this road that I am in now from 1999 to now. Right. But he asked me, he asked me a, a magic question. He said, let me ask you something. Do you have at least six months of your rent saved up? Because it's going to take a minute. The learning curve is real here. You know, he said, it's going to take you a while to catch on. So we try to ask people to have six months of their bills being able to take care of, right? Mm -hmm. Now at that time, I had about, I believe, somewhere like $256 in my bank account, $256. Uh -huh. And my rent was $450 a month. So, I, you know, but I, I'm not going to lie to you, Joe. This is, this is no tech talk. So, That's it. Jay, I'm going to tell you, I told that man I had six months of my rent saved up, which would have been over $2,400. Right. I ain't know what I was going to do with it, get that money. <laughs> I, but I'm thinking these people can't be that much better than me in selling because yeah. that's what I do. That's what I love, right? That's my Correct. passion. So I said, whatever they do, I got to be able to learn it. I got into training, got the two weeks training, and then it went deeper. So I was two weeks behind the training class because he had already started a class. So mm -hmm. they were thinking I wasn't going to make it. So it took me 34 tours. But in that time frame, I got a letter, in, and you'll read about it in my book. I don't want to steal the thunder, but it was a letter that they wrote to me that they were going to fire me because I couldn't sell it. I, I mean, I, I went 34 tours with no sale. Okay. So basically, the 35th tour is the one I sold. And they had a letter that said, if you didn't sell one tour in the next 10 tours, we we're going to have to let you go. Now, I didn't see the letter until I sold six straight deals. Luckily, thank God. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I went through the ICU trainings and all the things that they did. But the problem, what I realized was I couldn't sell like they were selling. You know, mm -hmm. they, were, they were lying a lot. They were, they were putting people in, in bad positions mentally. Yeah. And that just wasn't me. You know, more or less, I was trying to be more like family to them. You know, I was trying to find something I, like, I love about them so that it makes it easier for me to learn the program and tell it the way it is. Yeah. So just to be honest with you, man, that started the, that started the ball rolling. And then just to bring you up, um, over that 10 year period of time of me selling, I set 27 sales records. So I went from not being able to sell the property to being rookie of the year by the end of the year. And I only did that in six months. Mm. So I went from being on pace to make 40, maybe $40,000 that year. If I kept going as a video sales counselor at circuit city, 
yeah to to make it and i only had made seventeen thousand dollars that year i'm just gonna be real with you yeah. i made seventeen thousand dollars in 1998 seventeen thousand dollars so so what pushed you to do that because man we we were very similar that's crazy yeah we are i, I worked in different call centers i worked at at&t selling yeah. you know like i told you before selling direct tv like he was like you know i just back <laughs> in my trunk kind of you know <laughs> But there was, it always had to be uh, from, because cause when something comes so natural for you, right? Yeah. It really yeah. sucks when you're not successful in it. Yes. He was like, man, I can talk and do all those type of things, but like, why am I not getting it? Yes. So what, what was kind of that spark for you to like get you over there, huh? This is the funniest, it's just a great question. It's the funniest answer you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. I had to get my butt shredded, <laughs> shredded. <laughs> Those 34 tours, like you said before, you can't help but get pissed off. Yeah. Why am I not seeing? So what is my, what am I doing wrong? I started getting mad. Right. Like, these people are not better than me. They're not better than me. What, why can't I sell this? And I, I'm going to be real. The switch went on when I said, you know what? Okay, I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be me 100%. I'm going to stop being them, and I'm going to be the best version of Cherokee Edwards. <laughs> and when the, and I, I even still thought I was going to fail, but I got to tell you this prayer I said to God. I was in the car. I slept in the car for three months while yeah. I was doing this training because ran out of money. You know, you're getting evicted out of apartments and, you know, you're sleeping in the car. Like I said, I was willing to die for this. I was mm-hmm. willing to die for what I believed in because I believed in it. Right. Yeah. So I yeah, the last night I saw I slept in that car and I asked God, I said, I, got, I said, God, please make me better tomorrow than I am today, or take me tonight, because I'm not wow. moving this car again. And I was dead serious. I was, because uh, I was sleeping in parking lots in the cars, right? Yeah. And it was, I was scared, because you're sleeping in places where you could be robbed, and it ain't the best of neighborhoods where I was at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, if I got to sleep, I'm not moving this car. I'm not moving this car. But the next morning, that was the best night's sleep I ever got in the car. The next morning, I actually could feel the sun, I actually could hear the birds chirping, mm. right? I'm, I'm giving you this flow like it, like you're going to hear the Rocky music, but you right, didn't. I when it. I got to work, yeah. I still didn't sell, Okay, right? Yeah. But I felt different. <laughs> yeah. I felt different. And I figured out being me was enough. And once I started mm. selling, it never stopped. And to this day, it's the same thing. It's, it's more about me selling myself, mm-hmm. and the product just happens to come with it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's the switch. Making yourself proprietary. That's what I was just telling my buddy. Yeah. And and it's funny. Um, man, I love this conversation already. It's funny and realizing that. So when when I was at one of the call centers I was at, I knew like I was good at it. Mm -hmm. Especially I I used to work in debt collections too. Oh Oh, why? Yeah. Yes. I'm training somebody in debt collections right now. Getting cussed out every day. Yes. Hanging up (laughs) on you, all type of stuff. So like. I ask, I always ask the same question. I went to my boss and said, hey, what are my left and right limits? And she said, hey, as long as you can get them to pay their bill, I don't care. Because right. you, know, you got a little blurbage in the beginning, welcome to so-and-so. As long as you yes. say that, yeah. you, you know, continue good, right? So right. I got in my, I, got, I bought me a, um, I bought me a new chair. And I was sitting, it had a pillow for my lumbar support. I remember sitting in it. And I would right. have my foot up. And I said, and I remember uh, it was a, a Nissan, like, Pathfinder that she owed that was in collections. She had, I got another car. I, I, I had on like my weekly schedule to call, right. you know, hey, Miss Johnson, yeah. you know, for lack of better words, <laughs> to call Miss Johnson. 
She on rotation. I, yeah, so she like, all right. She said, you call me every week. I said, technically, it's not harassment. And I used to talk just like that. I was like, I got to right. call you so many times in a week, then, then you can sue us, but I ain't harassed you. Right. And so that's kind of <laughs> how I would break those walls down. And so yeah. a lot of times in debt collection, you know, you they, they talk to you about everything but paying the bill. Yeah, right. and my life, and my I had a hip removed, and my my just lost my house, and da, 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 da. right. So I was like, Miss Johnson, now you know you can get. Now what happened with the car anyway? She was like, Well, basically, I got in the wreck. Um, I didn't want to pay it. I was like a brand new car, you know. I didn't want to pay right. it off. I know it's gonna fall off in seven years or whatever. You right. Know, she had the whole. She knew the deal. Ready, right. She knew the deal. And I was like, Now you know you can pay. Let's just be honest. She like, <laughs> and you know you can pay. Give me a good hundred dollars a month. And so I was like, So we were going back and forth, but she. She did like a, I think like a twelve by hundred, what we called it, you know, four years. She paid a hundred dollars just because she was like, you know what, you funny. I, I guess I paid a little car off, right? So right. that that had the sparking in me because I said, well, I know I'm better, and that's just me being honest. I said, yeah. I know I'm better than the other eleven people in my little cubicle. Right. There's nothing against nobody else. I know. I know. No, but you know your value. I right. I do. Now, yeah. now that that's that's the problem and the solution at the same time for me because. So I ended up realizing that's not what I wanted to do. And that's how I was talking about AT&T because when I was successful at AT&T and I had that grind, because when I got into a new like area of just talking pretty much, um, uh-huh. I was like, okay, well, I'm being successful, but I said, I just don't feel fulfilled. And that's, that's kind of like when I got right. on the active duty tip, like, hey, this don't work out. You know, I ended up going active duty and the rest is history. But so even, right. so, so I say all that to say is, okay, you could be in a place that you hate, and realize that you can be better in that situation and be successful, right? Or you can be in a place to where you're thriving right. and then still realize, hey, I, I, I want more. Now, that could fulfill you in that area. That's cool, but it's different for everybody, right? And so in that, right. in that, in that moment, I felt like, man, I could do, be doing so much more because I feel like once you tapped out, you're good, you know, you reach all the potential for that area. Now it's like, it's like almost a, a thing, hey, let's go, let's go higher. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so good for people to hear. You reset your goals. Yeah, it's so good for people to hear because they don't look at it like that. It's kind of have like a, having an out-of-body experience. I can never think of that movie. But the guy is like, um, he had an out-of-body experience and they were doing surgery on him. Yeah, and he and was it, rose up over top of himself. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the movie. I always think about yeah. the movie. But he, you know, he's walking around at the hospital. He's trying to get people's attention. Yep. And I've, I've dreamt about that movie, I mean, at least 10 plus I'm trying times. to think of it now, too. Um, we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. But, um, I, I started to feel like that. And whenever I feel like that, I was like, okay, cool, guy. It's time for me to move somewhere. It's time for me to do something different. Because I feel like I'm out of control. And right. not like out of control where God's handling it, but where, you know, for my human parameters, I feel like, hey, yeah. I could be doing more or doing something better. That's that's right. what's up, man. So oh, yeah. from the transition from that to mentor, motivational speaker, um, how did it break into this realm? So, you know, Cherokee Air was inspired because you got, you got it. Because you know how when somebody talks like, you just know, like they, they got, they put their reps in. You know, you got yeah. that that sauce, right? So yes. How did you get to that point? You know, it, there's a and, and there's a level of almost a, a what I would consider cocky confidence. Yeah, I'm with that you. comes in, right? Michael Jordan had it. Kobe Bryant had it. You know, Dr. J before them had it. Magic Johnson had it. You know, Tom Brady has it. People mm-hmm. that are are phenomenal at something 
have to be extremely confident in what they do once they've gone through something. Right. 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 There's no testimony without a test. Right. Mm -hmm. And you've been tested so much. You've been battle tested, what I call that. Now, you know how to win. You know how to win. You work so hard that you can win easy. You work so hard that now you can win easy. Right. Yeah. So. I started saying, you know, people, I didn't choose to be an inspirational speaker, motivational speaker. It chose me. Okay. And I always tell people, I didn't go to class for it. I didn't go to yeah. school for that. I, went, I studied business. But what I found out was, and you and I are very similar in this because we, we read similar books. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a story to tell. And people want to hear and read that story when they know that you can relate to them. Remember, we talked about mm-hmm. this before. If we're relatable and I'm 20 years ahead of where you're at, and you and I are speaking, I can assist you so you don't fall into the pitfalls that I fell into. That puts you further ahead of the game. So now I'm able to pay it forward and fix a a whole entire people, if you will. A whole generation. A whole generation. Yeah. Because you're the leader. You're coming coming up next. You know? Mm -hmm. When you say something, I'm on the basis, I'm on the plate. You're on deck the precipice as they say yes 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 <laughs> yes and I, I tell you i take a lot of pride when i see somebody like yourself that actually wants to do something more out here than just buy a fancy car wear jewelry you know pants yeah. sagging or doing things that that maybe doesn't put us in the best look but learns how to invest money invest time yeah and then you pay it for it because you speak to young people so why wouldn't i um feed into you mm-hmm. something that I know. So I know you'll feed it into them. So that that's really how I got to where we're at now. I just began to tell the story mm-hmm. and help guide people. And I, I figured out, you know what? People need me to actually walk with them. They need a coach. Yeah. They need a coach. That's great. So let's take time for our sponsor. All right. Let's take time for our sponsor because, hey, I got my first official sponsor, man. You, you missed Oh, it. man. You do it. What you well, doing? Well, well, right now, you know, uh, on the right now, what's out now is American Gospel One and Two. We did this, um, we did this kind of a, I guess, we, we explaining. It's, it's, it's got to watch it on Netflix. It's a documentary about the the real gospel and how preachers should be. Really, really good. It's about two hours long. With we went in on it, um, oh, but I was I was excited last time when my buddy Matt was talking about this. But it's LiveFearlesslyShop.com. It's a black Christian apparel brand. Uh, you probably seen it on Instagram a couple of times. And now they say, now let's be honest, a lot of us are out here afraid to walk in our truth. And if you've been looking for a way to boldly live in your truth for the world to see, it's definitely a dopely newly found Christian pair line that sold, uh, designs their products to bring awareness to living a fearless lifestyle. And so I always ask with this one because it's a very, I, th- I, l- I love the, the company. What does it mean to live fearlessly for you just to kind of give people an idea? I, I bring you into the ad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, one of the things I teach a lot is fear is false evidence appearing real. So you got F E A R, right? False evidence appearing real. And there's nothing to fear, but God. Mm. So if you, if you raised that way, taught that way, then live that way. So Mm -hmm. you're fearless. Now you become fearless because you know with everything that is, can be considered a pitfall or an obstacle you either go up over it under it around it or through it but either way you're going 
to your next level, to your goal and to what you set. So oh, that would good. be what I would consider fearless. Yeah. And so uh, I wanted to say that too. And it's livefearlessyshop.com before I get off my tangent. No, but <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll put it in the description. No, <laughs> oh, by I, just, the way. I just thought of somebody you saying it. No, we all yeah, good. Right. I'm gonna put a description in there. We we good. No. Um so I, I thought I think about a Mustang or a, a, a Camaro or something like that. And uh my father-in-law, I don't even know if he listened to podcasts, but shout out to you, Mr. Ricky. No. So um he always takes the governor off his cars or his motorcycles, right? Because he wants to go mm-hmm. faster. So you know mm-hmm. how you you know you hit 140, it starts to stall out or something. He said, no, that's just the government. Take it off, you hit 180. Because we always see 180, but we never Whoa. get to 180, right? And so, right. since we've been talking, it's kind of just been sticking with me, of uh, just taking the governor off. That's why, my, that's why my Achilles is hurting right now, guaranteed. Because yeah, you took the governor off. I did. And so, you know, when you're <laughs> running, and whatever you do to kind of like relax yourself, do what you got to do, obviously it's just staying in shape, but I'm using it to kind of like, all right, I got I to record Cherokee this, you know, uh, this, this week. I got to do something for work. I got to clean the house, whatever, right? You have that time, mm-hmm. but you got the guy on the, your left side and your right side. One guy saying, all right, you can do it. You're going to do this. You know, you're building cardio. You know, congratulations, right? And the other guy, He's on the right side, and he's like, "Well, you know, if you stop, um, can you hear me? I don't know if it broke out or not." Okay, so he said, "If you know, if you stop, man, um, nobody's gonna see it. Nobody's gonna pay attention or notice if you stop." And that that kind of I have to fight through that that guy. I have to fight that little man on the right on the right shoulder, like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna keep pushing." So I'm just, I've been trying to push past that governor. Like the last two or three weeks just to break past my own boundary. Okay, guys, I know you're enjoying this episode right now. I just want to come on right quick to just do a, a shameless plug for notactalk.com. You know, you can actually comment under each episode that I do. Uh, and if it's not on the website, you can go on the Instagram. And so it's notactalk on Instagram, and it's also notactalk.com on the website. You can comment on each episode. You can press that nifty donate button at the top right hand corner of the website as well to help support these episodes. But if anything else, share it, love it, subscribe, leave a rating. It don't it doesn't matter if you like it or you hate it. Feedback is important for the growth of this podcast. Let's get right back to this conversation that I was having with Cherokee Edwards Inspires. Peace. So like I was saying, um, you know, there there's a there's a limit and there's a wall that I think, and this is scientifically speaking, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a limit that I think that we have in our ecosystem for fear, right? You know, if you, you don't, you're on a tightrope, your body's natural response is to be afraid. You know, you're on top yes. of a cliff, you're in a plane, whatever your situation is. Some people are afraid of animals. My wife is afraid of spiders. You know, yeah, mine whatever. too. I personally don't like horses, you know. I, I don't like horses. They're too big to be domestic. That's just my whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and I, You know what? <laughs> I'm actually, because I have this thing now, like I've been calling myself superhuman lately. You know, I always just trying to reaffirm myself. I'm going to do like a, a mini video series of stuff that I'm afraid of. Right. The, the first video is going to be eye drops. I can't do eye drops. I cannot do eye drops. I don't know why, but I'm I'm scared of that too, man. Listen, I don't know what's wrong wife, with you with that. I, when I do it, I have a little bit more control. Yeah, I can't. It's just something about that eye. 
knowing that it's getting ready to pop your eyeball. Oh my goodness, it just scared. You anticipating this thing like, oh my, it's gonna tear my eyeball out. So, so that's what bothers me, and I, I was definitely raised right, one hundred percent. I feel like I have, I was, but I'm thinking that just that fear. That's what that that's what propels me forward. That's why I don't smoke. That's why I don't do drugs. You know, I drink every now and then, but I, I don't like having things to have a control over me. That's right? right. And so when I feel like something, like I need to depend on something, that could be anything, a person, a place, a thing, whatever, you know, right. I feel like I have to get over a hump, you know? And yeah. so I, that's why I tell people, like, I can't do cigarettes or, you know, whatever, because it's addictive. I don't yes. like addictive things. Yes. All that to say is, is um, we have a natural, and it's natural, so it's not like nothing that, you know, that me and Cherokee is telling y'all suggests that you, you know, you got to just get over this hunt. Like, no, yeah, you do. But like, there's a difference between good and great. And yes. so when you're, when you get to a certain point, your body's telling you to stop. Yes. This is mentally in your business, emotionally, right. You only have a certain threshold for certain things. So you have to break past that threshold. And you always talk about Michael Jordan, the greats, the goats, you know? Right. And it's, right. and it's cool. And it, it inspires us in the moment we leave church right. feeling good for the moment for the what moment are you doing to apply it monday through saturday there you that's go makes you great but no i'm not saying i have that yet i'm, I'm on the way but that's why but I just speaking you're things. speaking into existence right i want to do things to challenge myself whether it's the yeah. eye drops or whether it's staying late at work whatever that looks like in our arena and whatever realm that you're in right i want to be able to break that governor and just throw it away right right and yes. so what what advice do you have on people to do that? Because it's, it's very hard. And a lot, a lot, I always say um, a lot of stuff that I say on here is very simple. You just got to do it. But yeah. I think that when you're trying to break past natural barriers, your own mental, like, you know, barriers to keep you safe, to be yes. great. So yes. how, does, how does someone do that? Well, one, one thing you do is you act as if. And, okay. and when I say that and stop and say act as if, this is what I mean by that. Okay. Act as if, you, let's say in the realm of business, act as if you are already the best business person in the world at what you do, even if you're just starting it, okay. right? So we, we talk about developing this, this um, lack of fear. What I did, I was scared. I'm going to be honest with you. I was scared when I got in the timeshare world because I felt like, okay, I'm 25 years old, young black guy, nobody, and you know, these are wealthier white people coming mm -hmm. in and Asians and all this other stuff, right? And these are older people coming in that have lived life. And I haven't really gone through what they did. So it was a little fear naturally to right. talk to somebody who's already lived so much life, right? But what I did was I started telling myself that they're coming to see the top rep in the industry, even before yeah. I sold my first deal. I, I visualize it, and then just as you were doing earlier, I, I professed it with my mouth. I would say all the right things to myself, reinforce mm -hmm. positive things. Watch uh, Les Brown, Eric yeah. Thomas, yeah. you know, I, I listen to Zig Ziglar, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, read positive books. They, keep yourself surrounded by positivity, and then go back to when we were little boys. Go back to when you were a kid and you were a superhero. Yeah. You were Superman, you were Spider-Man, you were that's everybody it. for that week. You were a different yeah. superhero, right? Yeah, huh? Whoever was in the end then, that's who you were. Well, and, and that'll help you overcome a lot of these fears. And, and like I said before, you start finding out, wait a minute, they were never in my way. Are you kidding me? Mm. I was the one that was in my own way. Every time. 
Yeah. What? <laughs> and when you, you know what I'm saying? You look at yourself, you think, why wasn't I should have been doing this? I can't tell you how many times mm-hmm. I've said that. I could have done this anytime I felt like it. Every time. And yeah. that's why I tell people too, you know, because a lot of people are analytical. You know, I was talking to my brother. He's very analytical. I mean, I mean, he got it. He just got it, you know. Yeah. And so I started to research it. Um, and I always tell people it's kind of how I always say recame the Christ. So it has to make sense in every arena for me starting out. Obviously, there's right. a, a a divine spirituality standpoint that we won't even get into right now. But right. when I'm when I'm explaining this to people. I think about, I was just listening to this Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, it's about he, it's this dude, he was a brain surgeon. He was talking about brain plasticity, mm. right? And mm. so your ability for your brain to, it's, it's pretty much your ability for your brain to receive new information, hold it in, and then push it back out in a, in a right. good product, right? So right. he said, how do we get our bodies and our brains within, you want it to be as, as movable as possible. Yeah, you know, people that's listening, I'm moving my hands around, you know. Yes, you know, he is. He uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you want your your brain to always be working, always be you know movable and like like Laffy Taffy, right? Yes. Anyway, so you know, and we always talk about it from a physical standpoint because it's easier to talk about you know plasticity or just your body because that's something we can necessarily control. When you're doing it with your brain, it's a little bit harder because it's stuck with you. So you go do a workout. You might take a cold sure. shower. This is my, you know, thing that I do, ice bath, and then I rest. You know, you do it all over again. But with your brain, it's always on. Yeah, you sleep. Right. Yeah, I know. Yes. I, I can attest 100%. My brain's still going when I'm asleep. Yes, <laughs> you know? me too. I and, feel you. Right. And so, like, like what just what you were saying, it's about, it's a complete life change. It's a complete yeah. immersion into a different mindset. Now, this yes. is the part where I tell, that I tell people that it's not going to be easy. Because mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry, it doesn't sound easy, right? Cause a lot of stuff right. sound easy. You, you know, right. see a little poster on the board. You know, you be right. in school. If you want a friend, be a friend. Whatever, right? right? But this, <laughs> this takes a complete, you know, one eighty-seven twenty, as they say, to to revamp your mindset. And it takes a lot, but once you're over that hump, it's it's second nature. Yeah. So what you're trying you to do, a habit. You're right. So what you're trying to do in your mind is like kind of like basic training, or, or what do y'all call it in the Navy? Yeah, basic training. Basic training, boot, right? Boot camp. Boot, boot camp. camp. Same. Yeah. Right. So it's a yeah. breaking down process to build you back up into something great. Um, right. And so for the people that's watching and listening, what you have here, Mr. Cherokee, is a proof of concept. The guy has done it. He just showed me all his, his accolades and everything. And it's not just show off, Mm-mm. but it's because he had a certain mindset to get where he wants to go. And so yes. I'm kind of like in that middle and I love, I love this dynamic that people can see it. I think we were talking about that before because we're in different seasons in our lives. So like, yes. um, if I have a kid, I might be a little bit more, more mature. If, you know, if I have a wife, I might want to start thinking about my finances. Everybody has to have their why. You right? have to have a why. You have to have that why just to propel you. Um, what's a good kind of like, um, because I'm trying to apply this to like different arenas, whether it's finances, you know, physicality, uh, army, whatever, right? How how do I make a, a general like, hey, if I want to start today, what what's some of the stuff I need to do to be great or to make that 180 or to like, go outside my comfort zone? Because we, we we're talking good talk, right? yeah. But, yeah, how, but what, how are, what are the training measurements that you yeah. can actually do, right? The yeah, exercises that I know, you, got, I, know we can you, do. I know, and we're gonna push you out too. I know you got stuff that you're pushing out as far as your class and everything. So don't give them all the nuggets. Okay, you know, we can give yeah, it all to them. But just give them like a, a good, a simple <laughs> plan, you know. <laughs> okay. 
the, the, the simple part of this is the first thing you have to do is convince yourself that that's what you want to do, right? Okay. You've got to convince yourself. You have to give yourself a reason. Here we go with the why again. Okay. Give yourself a reason other than yourself to be successful. It could be like mine was my mother. Right. But like we said before, see, now I'm married because now I could shift to it's my wife. I want to make sure I give her a great life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or it could be children or it could be, you know, like I said, it could be brother and sister. Somebody that, you know, I bought my sister a house and moved her out of Philadelphia. Oh, so the first yeah. thing you do is yeah. write down <laughs> yeah. why you have to be successful, first of all. Right. Write down what you need to be successful with. So if you say you want to make a million dollars. Don't just write down you want to make a million dollars. Write down you want to make a million dollars. And oh, by the way, here's why. This is the reason I need a million dollars. But that right? why has to be like good enough, potent enough. Yeah, the why is great enough. Forget about it good enough. The why has to be great enough. Yeah. It has to be great, not good, because good's not good enough to get you there. Okay. You have to be great. You have to be phenomenal. So you're going to have to have something that will make you lose sleep and you'll be okay with it. Because mm. the, 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 the simple fact and the truth is that a lot of us are cowards when we get tired. Think about it. When you get tired, what's the first thing you want to do when you're doing something that's making you tired? You want to stop. You want to stop. Yeah. You want to stop. You're like, I want to come back. Hey, I got a, and I got an excuse. Yeah. I don't have to do it the rest of the way. Yeah. But if you sit there and look at your mother and you say she's going to need some medications. My mom has scleroderma, tissue muscle illness. She passed mm -hmm. away in 2001. But I was blessed to be the number one rep on earth. Rep of the year, 1999. She was my date. But more importantly, she was the first parent to ever come to the President's Club as yeah. a date. And they stopped everything and announced that. I couldn't believe it. 80-year history, that had never been done before. Wow. Right? So one of my wives was met. I wanted the world to see my mother as a queen that I said she was. Well, I became obsessed with that. So well, here we go. Write down your why and then become obsessed with it. Here, this is going to be funny, guys. This is going to be funny. I'm going to say it anyway. Become unreasonable. Write it down on your piece of paper. Become unreasonable. I'm writing it down too, yeah. Right. Because because you know what's the first thing your friends are going to tell you and your family and everybody's oh, going to tell yeah, you? To, yeah. They're going to tell you, be reasonable. Right? Because mm -hmm. they love you. Now, that doesn't mean they don't love you because, you know, they're telling you to be reasonable. I heard it too. Everybody hears that. Hey, be reasonable. Come on. Set. set. And I, I, I'm big on setting realistic goals. I am big on that. Okay. But okay. there's there's levels to it. There's levels to it. If you're not willing to do what it takes to get it done, don't write it down. Because you're setting yourself up for failure all before you even get started. Mm -hmm. Right? But write something down that, yeah, it's going to take some work. But if you really prove in yourself, if you really push yourself, you can attain it. And That's let good. nobody stop you. Be unreasonable. Be unreasonable. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I didn't see you go to sleep today. I didn't see you eat nothing. I've gone, I've gone days without eating before, you know, mm -hmm. and somebody said, man, don't though, tell, man, huh? They, they're not ready. I, I don't think people are ready to do that though. They're not ready. See, that's the level of commitment. Yeah. Are you really ready? See, we want the million dollars, but if you make a million dollars, this is what it adds up to. The point, the point is this, if you give yourself a 10 year plan, right? And you say you want to bring in. Now, you know, you're going to bring this in in order to become this millionaire. You need to bring in $100,000 10 times. So whether it's $100,000 you brought in over a 10-year period or whether it's $50,000 that you brought in over a 20-year period, 
you need to be having that money work for you, right? right. But you can't say, I want to be a millionaire just because of the money, because I promise you, you're going to fall short. I promise you, you're not even going to come nowhere near it. You may not even make $100,000 talking about you want to be a millionaire, right? Yeah. So that, that's what I would say. You know, convince yourself that the why is great enough. And I mean, tell yourself every single day throughout the day, take a picture of your family, whatever it is. I got pictures of my family all over my office, my mother, mm-hmm. my wife, and, and my youngins that I call my sons, like what you could end up being like that too. Yeah. And, and that's my thing. Once I know you need me, Jay, I know I got to be great. I got to be phenomenal. I can't mm-hmm. just be good now. I can't be just good because good just get me what I want, right? Just mm-hmm. this, right? This little bit of car payment or something like that. Phenomenal lets me buy you a car. Mm. Let's me let's me put you in a house in a neighborhood that I know you're safe. Follow me? Yeah. Yeah, you can't just think about yourself now. You can't think about yourself. Not good enough. It's not good Uh enough. Yeah. So let me let me play devil's advocate. So you said you came from North Philadelphia, right? And people yeah. are, so I'm, I'm just giving you, you know, excuses. I call them excuses. Yeah. It's real problems. Don't get me oh, yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, talk, it's what it is. Let's so do it. So we, we on one end, we, you know, we hear like, well, you don't know where I was from. You don't know the stuff I had to deal with. I, I didn't have enough money to, to do what you're telling me to do or whatever. I got right? kids. I yeah, got kids. You don't I got have kids. kids. I ain't got right. time. Right. Like, when I was, because I don't know if I told you this, I was a personal trainer that was paying, I was actually paying my rent from personal training. That was a big deal for me back in the day, but oh, I yeah. was like, you know, that was my thing, Um, was, that was my livelihood. I work at different gyms, Planet Fitness, where yeah. I was working at, you know, I was switching and stuff. And I heard all of these excuses. Well, I, my hours are crazy. I can't, I mean, I had a lady who, she would work, man. She would outwork me almost, but mm-hmm. she would go home and eat a, a slice of cake for breakfast. You know, you just the why wasn't great enough. See, you know, a See? lot of a lot of times we know what it is that keeps us from our goals. So, like for mm-hmm. her, it was her diet. You just got to do it. So now it's a decision to make it. But why is it so hard for people to get over the stuff that they know they got to get over? Why do you think? Because for me, I'm like, man, you just making excuses. But it, it, it seems, but you know, we see like my 600 pound life on TV. Or yeah. We see, you know, hoarders. And I'm not yeah. calling it like a mental disorder or nothing. I'm just saying like, what gets people, even poverty, they, they talk about vets all yeah, the time. That's a big one. That's a big one. They talk about um, vets being on the street a lot. I mean, I don't know about back then, but now it's a hard to be poor getting out the army now or the military because they want to set you up. They want to make yes. sure hey, you can go to school. Yes. You they give you everything you could need. Something, right? Everything. So... Is it is it a failure thing? Is it a, a, a afraid of? Because a lot of times people think they're afraid of failure. No, I think they're afraid of succeeding, right? That's what I teach. That's exactly the problem. That's like, the problem. That maybe you know. And so think it's about like, it. Think about that, Jay. Think about that for a minute. If you've already been in failure, right? Mm-hmm. You already know what that is, right? Right. Can you really fear it? No. Cause you already know it. Yeah. You already been there. You, okay you, you, you live, you come from that. Right. Yeah. So you're already familiar with failure. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't fear that. What you fear is if you accomplish something one time, right. Mm-hmm. You now can't use the excuse that you can't do it anymore. And you may want to be lazy that next Ooh. day. 
and and you know you can't accomplish that if you're lazy. So let's use the gym since we both gym rats. Yeah, I, I train people yeah, too. I train athletes and everything. So we go in the gym and I say, all right, we're trying to put on you 20 pounds of muscle. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I was a running back. So I trained a lot of athletes, whether they're running backs, basketball players, all that stuff. Right. So I said, okay, there's a different workout. And you know this, there's mm-hmm. a different workout when we're doing strength training and building someone bigger. Right. Right. And when we're trying to help them lose weight, isn't it? Right. Cause we want to, speed up their metabolism when we want to li- get them to lose weight so right. we want to get them to do a lot of cardio exercises right we don't necessarily stamina, want yeah. them to use weight so much we want to make sure they're burning right mm-hmm. so when you're when you're training like that and and i know you've experienced this every trainer has you started working with that one person or that 10 people whatever it was and you guys had a great workout. You know it was a great workout. It was an hour workout, whatever it was. And yeah. it, was, it was amazing. Now, this person never worked out like this before, right? They started to hurt. So the next, there you go. Yeah. The next two days, they're in so much pain, you got to damn near drag them back in, don't you? Yeah. This is no tech talk. We don't, we, ain't no, we don't need tech. You yeah. got to drag them in. Hey, man, I'm up here. Where you at? My body oh, ain't oh. ever hurt like this before. What did you right? do to me? Da-da. Right. They don't understand. That's what the body needs. The body wants to do that. That's why Planet Fitness is so popular because people got that thing on the keychain and they don't want to go in because last time I worked out this hard, I'm hurt. But they're yeah. even too afraid to go cancel it. Yes. All they have to do, because I think they make it just a little bit hard for you to cancel it these days. Yes, they do. They don't even want to go to that point just to cancel it. You wasting no. $120 a year because you were too afraid to walk in that uh, gym. Here we go. Because now you feel like you now have let the world know that you just failed at something right. that you came in and it's all on you. The gym is all on you. So now let's shift mm, this into business, right? right? Right. The business mode is no different than the gym. If you're not reading and all readers, all leaders are readers. That's how I'm mm-hmm. a big component of that. I like when people read, right? Because if you can read something, we can diagram a success plan for you. Okay. Now, when you do a diet plan for somebody and you say, hey, cut out all the sugars. Don't, don't be, you know, cut back on that cake, cut back on that fried foods and all this other stuff. I get it. Your friends love the fried chicken and they love yeah. cooking out and burgers everywhere, bread everywhere, Kool-Aid everywhere. But you can't do this. You hear me? You can't do this. Oh, okay. It sounds good when we're making the plan up. But when, when they throw in that, that yeah. yeah, when they throw in that cookout, <laughs> are you willing to eat that chicken that well, you tell them, hey, look, I need baked chicken. Right. right. Grilled chicken. Yeah. I need grilled chicken. Right. Yeah. So you don't always need you don't always need the fried chicken. You don't always need, you know, and we got friends I'm working with with a business and they make some beautiful food. You hear me? They mm. make beautiful. Food. But all of it is not good for you. The thick right. macaroni and cheese with all the all the different cheeses in it, platters mm. and all this other stuff. It it, it looks great. And, and for <laughs> our people, that's what you know, that's what you grew up looking at. That's but it. no, no. Because they're all heavy, you know. A lot of people are heavy. They're you know overweight and this that, and the other. And people are people are, have high blood pressure and this that, and the other. We have to think of them too. If you're trying mm-hmm. to lose 20, 30 pounds, most of your loss is going to come in what you put in your mouth. That's it. The abs are built in the kitchen. Yes, sir. Yes, they are. I can do as yes, many sir. steps as I want, but I gotta stop eating chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Hey, you can have a cheat day, but you but you know what? You don't even yeah. want to cheat. When you're really doing what you're supposed to do, you just don't feel right. You just don't feel right. And that's the thing, man. So 
and that and so now we're over the hump and so when you right. decide to you know eat better live better pray better you know mm -hmm. be better mm -hmm. you don't want to go back because you're like man i've been so used to this good i'm used to feeling light you feel and good you one slice yeah. of pizza or something yeah. <laughs> heavy again you, you know? upset with that yeah and so that's the mindset that i feel like people need to have and it's so yeah. great man i gotta have you on again it's so great that i have like-minded people in this world yeah. i tell people all the time and we you know we talked about this as well but it's just so refreshing to find somebody who has been ridiculed for being themselves because they're too much yeah yeah too over this. the top too that too i've had people tell me man take that down a notch what's wrong with you <sighs> man it's too early in the morning jay you I know you heard that before 10. yeah I, I wake up <laughs> on 10 i have to the only person i calm down for is my wife that's about it yeah but you know because she she's a super introvert so i just had to chill out but she she know and yeah so, but she understands at the same time. Yeah. You know, that's just how it's, it's going to make you filthy rich, though. It's going to make you very wealthy. <laughs> yeah. It is. I'm, I'm just, I'm being honest. Okay. You can't stop the money, bro. I'm, I'm going to turn something. I want you to see it because okay. your audience can't see this. The audience can't, but you can. This is the record deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. It sits on my desk for people to see. So I'm going to pull it up close. I'm looking. Record So day. you can read yep. it. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. That's one deal. A timeshare deal that costs more than, than some houses Ooh. cost. You see yep, it, right? I do see that. <laughs> okay. How can that happen if you don't set goals? Because it doesn't even make sense. The average timeshare costs $20,000 for a two-bedroom, right? You're How right, in the world right. did I sell one timeshare for $185,000? And it was right, $1.5 right. million on the whole portfolio for timeshare, not for houses, for timeshare. The maintenance fee on that is $33,000 a year. It right. makes to the natural mind, it makes no sense because most people can't even afford that if it meant anything, right? Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, it's about being, you know, whatever craft that you feel like that you have or whatever your calling is, is knowing everything about that craft. Yes. You no. Know? Yes. It's knowing yes. everything. So if you're, like you said, if you're afraid to read, if you're afraid to learn, you can't, even if you have a natural talent, you know, right. Kobe talks about that all the time. I might have a natural talent. But that doesn't make me better than anybody else because it's about the man hours that you put in. So imagine how, yes. much, how much greater you could be yes. if you could do that. And so I always think about, too, when it comes to motivational speaking or just talking advice, whatever you want to call it, it's not like we're saying anything, which I think we were pretty great. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we're saying anything <laughs> that isn't already out there. Right. So right. why is it? Then when this comes out, I promise you, I'm gonna hear some. Oh, that was great. This is good. Thanks for the feedback, y'all. Don't get me wrong. But it's right. like, why is it that when we say it, now it's like a refreshing? And then they might hear somebody else say it like a week later from another podcast or a video. But why is it always such a aha moment? Oh, man, I need to get my, my act together. You know, because, because they're, ahead, they're not ready. They're not ready to hear it. You could tell receiving, somebody, and yeah. usually you have. Yeah, usually you have to tell somebody the same thing about 10 times for them to get it once. Mm -hmm. So when you say it, it's okay. Okay, Jay made sense on that. He tells me that I need to write this stuff down. I need to study this. I need to push myself. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I get it. Now, their mom could have told them that. The dad could have told them that. Okay, then all of a sudden, it sticks. Maybe Jay said it and okay. it stuck because, yeah. because I look at Jay as a real mentor. Now, I, 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 I always try to let people know because I do work with a lot of young people. Yeah. And their parents even call me when they need help. And they'll say, look, I'm gonna call Bo, I'm gonna call Cherokee, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell them what you're doing. Like, no, 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 no. But the reason why is because they know A, I don't have to, 
I don't have to be in their life. The parents do. Mm. So sometimes it's like, okay, Jay is cool. I want Jay to like me. I don't want Jay to look at me like I'm some kind of derelict yeah. or failure. So when they say, you know, this is how it's going to be, then that's what it is. But sometimes it's us, Jay. We're we're trying to teach these people, and we just happen to be number one, two, three, or you know, from one to eight, say, yeah. on the scale of ten, right? Yeah. So it's going to take those other two people to say the same thing we said for them to say, oh, that's it. That I got confirmation now. I think it's a lot of us too. It's you know, it's the way we present it because people can really tell when you're speaking, you know, a toddler can tell if you're talking something real, you know. Yes. A baby yeah, knows know. when, when the, the a dog knows. Yeah. When his animals know, angry, you know, and so Yeah. That's why we, know, we we always talk about people, you know, just being in their moment. It it takes that amount of personality and that will. And I, I I've been uh, looking at your video, old the videos. I think I saw the one uh this morning uh you talk to like maybe like five or six young men. You're yes. kind of just speaking life to them and everything. And they were just kind of yeah. like soaking it up. It yes. takes that tenacity to do that. And so when you apply it to your regular day life, work, job. It takes it on a daily basis. Yes. And that's that's where I, I think I'm about 70% there. But it takes hey. that tenacity, you know, on a daily basis. And so how do I maintain that? Right? I have I have um affirmations mm-hmm. that I speak every morning. I have one in my yes. car. I have one at work. I have sticky yes. notes. You know, I pray every night. You know, we speak life into each other. Um, I have all of my podcasts and equipment just in sight. You want to know what? Let me just go, you know, I don't play the games. I deleted all the games off my phone like the last couple of weeks. You know, yeah. I'm done. You ready? You know? I'm, you no, ready? It's, it's just simple things, pruning that people don't realize. It's the same thing as personal training. All right. Because one lady, she used to blame her kid. Uh, the kid oh, yeah. come home with like candy from school. Well, he always just got some candy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to eat it so he would eat it all you know and so being so being great i'm not sure if you said this or somebody else did but being great um it's hard but it's just simple just adjustments Mm -hmm. i feel like it's just simple tweaks yeah and it's just a pattern like you said creating a habit um yeah i think people need to just understand and as we as we segue into that i don't want to take up too much of your time um i want to talk about your book y'all go support Cherokee in his book. I'm about to go read it this weekend. Uh, it's called The Champion Within. Life is simple. It's just not easy. I know we touched yes. on that a little bit before. So kind of give me like, okay, how do I go from doing what I'm doing now to putting it on paper? Because okay. writing a book, I know, and I've had, I think, two authors on here so far. Um, it can be very um, scary, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and so like, because the words are gonna last forever. So, was it easy for you? I mean, because you you kind of got the knack to to put it on, you know, to talk and talk the piece. But it's just something different about being on paper. So, how did you kind of get into the uh, the champion within? It's it's crazy. Um, and it, this might not sound like it makes sense, but I'll make sense for you. Yeah, it took me seven years to actively write the book. Right. Mm-hmm. But it only took me three months to actually write the book. That makes sense. So, so you know what I'm saying there? I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I, my mind wasn't, I don't want to write the book. I don't want to write the book. And I pretty much got challenged because people said, Cherokee, you need to write the book because people need to read your story. And these kids will do what you ask them to do. And they need to hear about all these trials that you know, mm. some of the, at least some of the trials that you've been through. 
And my sister was going, I'm going to be honest, this was kind of funny how this happened. Yeah. My sister wrote a children's book and I thought it was amazing, but mm-hmm. she wouldn't publish it and do all this other stuff. So I said, okay, I'm not going to say her name, but I, I told my sister, I said, look, I bet you I'll write a book and have it out before you do. And you've been way before me because the book was done. Her book was done. All she had to do was get it published. Again, mm-hmm. this is when the wise great enough, the facts don't matter, but she had got that far and she let money stop her from publishing a book and she didn't want me to pay for it. So she wanted to do it herself. And I, Hey, I give you kudos. You want to do it yourself. That's fine, but get it done. Right. Mm. I get it that you don't want, I bought her a house. I gave her cars. You know, I love This is my, this is my favorite sibling. So yeah. you know, I love this girl to, tremendously. Right. But that motivated me to write my book. But when I picked up that pen, what I did was I told myself, come hella high water, no tech talk. Right. Yeah. Come hella high water. I'm going to write 10 pages every day of my book. Oh, and I started in June and I was finished by September. Okay. The book was released in 2013. Wow. And then I did workshops off of the book. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Schools bought the book. They did trainings on the book. They had me go into old dominion university and train and teach um, in the business school. I, I sponsor, Strong Business School. So when we start talking about what avenues that book opens, so like you said, once you write the book, it's there forever. You're an author forever now once you do that, mm. right? And as long, like you said before, go ahead and be transparent. Go ahead and tell some of the hard, if you're trying to reach people, you got to tell them the hard stuff too. Don't don't start off with the great stuff. Let them see your roller coaster ride of life yeah. that led you to the triumph. Now you do need a, some form of triumph at the end. I, I get it. I mean, it's like a Rocky <laughs> movie. Rocky right. don't beat up Apollo Creed in the first fight. No. You know what I mean? No. Or Mr. T or, or Clubber, you know, well, he was Clubber Lane. Um, Drago and all of them. He, he was getting mm-hmm. his butt ripped, right? On every single time, right? So this is, that's this in our life is that way. We may not start up at the top, right? We go through our pitfalls. And, and one thing I learned from Les Brown, and, and I love this, this saying, if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. Mm-hmm. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. So mm-hmm. in other words, if things came too easy for you, people gave you everything and you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you yeah. might be the one that's in trouble as you get older, you know? Because at some point you're going through a trial and tribulation. You're going to go, nobody on this earth is getting through life without a trial and tribulation. Yeah, it's to be expected, hopefully. Yes, sir. You know, a lot of For people sure. don't expect that to happen. Yeah. That's that's great, man. Um, yeah. I, hey, last two segments. I don't want to take up too much of your time again. You know, I know we've been hey. talking for a minute. Hey, man, um, we can do this. Me and you I'll, can get down with it. Hey, this ain't the last time. No, no. I can't wait till we start collaborating after all this stuff is over with. Yeah. Um, I always say too, um, I try to make it a point to say, I know I'm I'm the, the junior here, but I'm proud of you. You know, oh, man. Thank I you, say man. that, you know, I, I try to say that on every time. I'm proud of you for being an example for one, a mentor, for you know, being my example for me for sure. Um appreciate it. Thank you, you know, for just giving back to your community and the people around you. And just for you know being something to look up to, I, I, I say it, that because we don't hear it enough, and I don't think you can hear it enough, right? It's always because my, my sister, um, one of my sisters, I'm gonna shout him out, she used to always tell me she was like, because she was doing a lot of singing, 
Um, and so whenever she would do something kind of cool, at first we were all excited, right? And then right. after a while, it became normal. Right. You get to a start expecting it. Yeah. And so she was like, I had to, you know, my family, it was great from here for my family, but they got used to it. So I had to start being around other people that would like be excited, you know, to see me shine. And so right. when you operate on a certain level for so long, you never, you, you tend to just like, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing it, you know, but it, it's still nice to hear. I just feel like it's still it nice is. to hear. And I, it I, is, I, man. I just appreciate you, man, you know, for coming on, showing love, speaking life. And to me and the podcast and the people that's listening and, uh, you know, you can never get too big to just, you know, be humble and appreciate like, hey, you know, I, I'm proud of you. And I know it kind of, it's always weird, uh, you know, nah. coming from like a younger person. But No, you know, no, it means the world coming from a younger yeah. person because you're the one I'm trying to reach. Yeah, it's hard I, I for me to reach it. older people because they're setting their ways. Mm. My goal is to reach the younger people that can make the change. You can save our generation. You can save. We need to depend on your generation to save our generation. Yeah. Just yeah. as the, the baby boomers depended on our generation to save them. That's it. You know, and our generation ain't doing the best of job with y'all. So my, <laughs> my goal is to, you see what's going on in this world right now. Yep, That's our yep. generation's fault. What's going on now. Yeah, so it's just a lack of communication. Yeah. It's just us, gotta us fix having it. these conversations and just mending it together for the next yeah. week. The one under me ain't looking good at all. Y'all might no, be looking if we up. don't fix this for y'all, y'all definitely ain't going to have nothing to fix for them. It seems like they got to have some positive. now, you know? Yeah. It's, almost, it's weird. It's almost like it's weird now to see people, other people support other people's businesses. Like everybody I have on the podcast, I'm always like, you know, replaying videos, showing different books again. And I was like, right. why are you showing that video again? It was in your podcast. Well, I want to keep it going, you know, keep yeah. it going. And so that, I think that's what it's all that. about. It's just loving on each other. When you see the grind of somebody else, it's easy to just make that share. It's free to make that yeah. post. And, you know, and so that's why Man. I think we need to kind of get on, you know, as, as creative as at least. It's just to support each other. And we'll, we'll yeah. all see each other in the end. So, yes, sir. with all that being said, Last two segments of No Tech Talk podcast is uh, the first one is for me. If you don't, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, I love superheroes and I've always been infatuated um, with superheroes because I do believe that everybody wants to be super in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, um, I used to like, like, mom, when I get to heaven, I do the second and third. You know, I'm gonna have super, I'm gonna have superpowers, right? She's like, right. you can have superpowers right now. Yes. Right. You know, yes. you're talking about discernment, healing, you know, yes. life into people, you know, the spiritual gifts. Right. So that's kind of when I got into that. Right. Um, but uh, so if you could have any superpower, Mr. Cherokee, what would it be? <laughs> right. And okay. how would you make money using it? Now, I have to make a disclaimer on that question because people always try to make it super deep. You ain't got to okay. be like, if I could just touch one person, they'd be no. no heels. No, I want something like selfishly. Yeah, something raw. You, you want no be, tech. No tech. How would you know? How would you make money from it? Okay. All right. So if if I had any superpower yep. that I could have, right. I want the power to read people's mind, to read people's thoughts. Okay. And the way that I would make money from it. Okay. Is I would go into people's minds and find, and I want to read what they want mm. so that I could become or give them what they want without them opening their mouth and saying they want it. So now everybody would have to come to me in order to be released from some type of thing or get something that they want. 
Oh, that's a great response. <laughs> I hope so. That's, that's what it, you know. No, that's good. So I use I always use a small example. So I say, you know, if somebody says invisibility, and I always tell mm -hmm. people, especially if you like looking for your Boaz or your your person you want to marry, or whatever, right? Right. Ask them what kind of superpower they have. So they say invisibility, that means they probably have self-esteem issues. Yeah. Right. Or if they want to be super strong, they probably feel weak in the area, right? Right. Um, I always say the flash because I'm working on my speeds, you know. My mama said, You're not slow, right? No, but I, I, was, I always wanted to be the flash because I wasn't the right. fastest dude in the bunch. Right. And so um that that's just that just shows like where you're at and why people should really support you is because you're still in that hustler mindset with the super how can I tap into this even more? How can I dig deep and find that right. well? So that's that's what's up. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So last segment is the scripture. Um, I always do it no matter I know you definitely have a faith background for sure. And we talked yeah. about that a little bit. Um, yes. but I always make sure I have to do this as a scripture. Now, this one, this one I never thought I was gonna put on no tech talk. So this is a special occasion. I'm not I'm not just blowing you up, I promise. Well, I'm I promise glad you chose me. I thank you for choosing me for that. <laughs> listen, it hit me on the way home. I was thinking I'll about it because whenever I, because no matter what scripture I have, I always pray about it, you know, make sure it feels good to me, you know? Yeah. So this particular scripture, I'm going to tell you the story and we'll be out of here. Um, okay. When I, when I was younger, I can see myself now in Birmingham. My mama told me, she's like, you got to start reading the Bible more. So she gave me this Bible. I had it on the side of my bed. I'm looking at it. Man, I can see it right here. So every day, I didn't want to read the Bible, you know. So every day, she's like, read that Bible. So I throw the Bible on the bed, and it would open up uh, to a, I said, well, I'm throwing the Bible on the bed. Whatever opens up to, I'm just going to read it. Right. So three times in a row. Now, people call this coincidence, or the page could have been, like, folded. No, I'm telling you. Not three times in a row. For 100%. I made like the third night, I made sure. Like I made sure it wasn't no creases. The right. Bible is practically brand new anyway, right? Right. So it was three, flat. Three times in a row, this scripture came. It was in Isaiah. And I and it's crazy because I usually come out of the English Standard Version. Today I'm coming out of the KJ uh King James Version because that's the one she the Bible she gave me, and it's the one that right. just stuck with me. This right. is one of my um my purpose scriptures, my calling scriptures, something that is, is like a part of me, right? So this is a this is a big deal. Right. Oh yeah. Um, Thanks. So it's Isaiah. Wait, wait, wait. I just had it. Man, hold on. My phone and time down. I don't care. It's not I should have my Bible with me. <laughs> no, no uh that's Isaiah. Let me see. I just had this thing. I think it's 10 and 4. I'm gonna put it in the description. I had it perfectly ready. Anyway, I have it down here anyway. So the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in a season to him that is weary. He waketh, he wakeneth, you know, the King James part. He wakeneth mm -hmm. morning mm -hmm. by morning. Um, he wakeneth mine ear to hear um, as the learned. So that's definitely like in our realm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yes. A lot of times in my career, well, not my career, my life, rather, uh, I'm trying to find this. Isaiah 15 and 4. Duh. I'm thinking of Isaiah 10 and something else. But Isaiah, as Isaiah 15 and 4, um, and I'll give you time to think on that as well to kind of give you a little peace. But the tongue of the learned stuck with me because I, I used to always wear my mouth a lot, right? 
mm-hmm. but it's it's fine tuning the spiritual gift that God has given me. Um, but the part that got me on the scripture, and I, I've researched the scripture, read the whole you know book of the Bible, trying to get context, the whole thing. Um, Isaiah was dope. I mean, he just was. He was the only yes, prophet that prophesied and actually got to see his prophecy. Yes, you know, and so fulfilled. Right, so we see the mm-hmm. prophecy fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, for me, uh, as I, as I thought back this morning, God has always given me stuff in the morning. God mm-hmm. has always, you know, kind of gave me that whatever you want to call it, it's that, that that feeling to talk to people in the season that he felt I was ready for. So I, I might hit another level where I'm, wherever I'm going. Then I was able to speak to another different type of people. Right. And so that's why it's so special to me because this is like who I am as a person, Naturally. honestly. Yeah. 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 So I saw a lot of that, you know, since we recorded with your podcast and we've been talking, it's just so, man, you have no idea the life, the, the life that you've spoken into me, the, just the, the knowledge already. It's just it giving me like a whole new, like, you know, zeal for like my craft. And understanding that. that it is a craft. Yes. Right. And yes. it is something that God has given, but it's different. And it, I love it because it's not just like the status quo, you know? Right. I was right. looking at my wife, she's going to be this doctor in a couple of years, right? And so I'm looking at myself like, man, what I'm going to do? Like, I got the army and all, but like, what I'm going to do after, right? Yeah. And it's like, I have a whole nother set of skills you know, that makes me just as great, you know, in my, in my yes. mind that God has given me. Yes. So um, over time, and I tell people to tell the people this too, you know, I always tell people, you know, get your certain amount of scriptures because they tend to grow with you. Yeah. Um, in different seasons in your life, you know, you might have a kid, get married, whatever, right? Get a new job. But scriptures, like plasticity, I use the word again, but scriptures have mm-hmm. a way of just growing and with you and just yeah, give me like water meaning and new and get life. anywhere right. they need to go, going, wherever yeah. they need to go. Mm-hmm. And this one has always stuck with me, and and I always tell people too um, on the No Tech Talk podcast, this is a scripture that has never been used before. It is uh, tailored just for you and will never be used again. So wow, got my little flourish, but I love you can, it. Uh, tell me how you feel about that one, and then we'll be out. Okay. And, and it's amazing that you read that particular scripture because one of the things that I do when I'm teaching sales, especially at commission sales, mm-hmm. is ask questions skillfully and listen very carefully. Mm. Because the one thing that people know about salespeople is salespeople like to talk. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, some salespeople. They like to talk more than they listen. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you go in somewhere and you say you're looking for something that fits this and they start talking you in circles around something and then all of a sudden you either leave the store with something you didn't even want or need or you're you're confused about what you actually came in there for Mm -hmm. or frustrated because the person's not listening to you. Right. So when you talk about the tongue, the learned tongue. Yeah. That's someone that has knowledge when you say a learned tongue yeah, and giving you the ears in order to receive it and hear it. Right. So you're doing a fabulous job on that. I'll tie you into this. You take the time. You have the patience to listen to somebody like me that has been here before you and it has gone through some things before you're going to go through them so that you can learn it at a young age and you will avoid pitfalls that even I made. And I did it young too. 
for a lot of people, my goal was to retire at 50 years old and work for myself, right? If mm-hmm. I'm going to work, I did it at 35. But that's because I listened to so many people that came before me, even people that, you know, we could learn from children. So like yeah. we were saying before, they have a discernment that they can feel if you're real or not. We said yeah. this, you said this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. An animal can feel if you have a love for them or not. Thanks. They know that. Sometimes it's just by looking in your eyes. The eyes are the windows to the soul. Right. But your tongue a lot of times speaks what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. So even if you if you have somebody that's saying something, and I'm gonna just use this, they're saying something just to appease you, right? If your heart is entwined, your spirit is involved in this, you'll be able to sense that. They're just saying this to make you feel good, but they don't believe it themselves because mm-hmm. they don't say it with any type of uh, a certainty, right? A sh- yeah. No reassurance no in how they're delivering that, right? Yeah. So that's what I got out of that scripture. That's great. Hey, okay. Ask questions skillfully. Listen, listen very carefully. Whenever I have somebody dropping the bombs for the entire podcast, I always say, we should have charged you for this one. <laughs> <laughs> we should have charged y'all for this, but you got it free this time. Yes, you no, did. It might not yes, be you free did. next time, Mr. Cherokee. You might not be free. <laughs> you got it this time. You got a couple nuggets. No. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, boy. I, I appreciate you, man. I love I this journey you. that we're beginning to start on. Um, you know, it's not the last time y'all gonna hear from uh, Cherokee Inspires for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said um, earlier, they should have already listened to um, the one last week. Because if you yeah. didn't hear me on his, you hear, you hear this one, go right back to the other one. And it's amazing his as well on his podcast. But y'all know that. That's it. So this has been another edition of No Tech Talk. Uh, it's always a reminder to live life on purpose, live with a little no tech in your life. Peace. Oh, wow. Love you, man. <laughs>